following is an exclusive presentation of News Radio KMAN, your home for K State athletics. It's game time. This is the game on News Radio KMAN. What a sight this is. K-State fans are flooding into the New Orleans Convention Center for the pep rally that starts in a little under 50 minutes from now. Welcome to the game. I'm Mitch Fortner. Big Steve is back in the K-Man studio in Manhattan. It's like Black Friday in here. People are sprinting to get the best seats in the house. There's over 5,000 seats set up here at the Convention Center, and I'm right in the middle of it. Oh, man, New Orleans has been painted purple and going out on Bourbon Street last night. You got that feeling that K-State fans were ready to flood New Orleans with purple. And this is a great example of what is taking place. Hundreds of K-State fans, if not thousands, waiting outside as the Sugar Bowl parade is just now wrapping up. And this place is going to be absolutely packed. There's no doubt about it. There will be standing room only left for this pep rally. And again, it is scheduled to start at 4.50. We will give you the full pep rally right here on News Radio KMAN. As Wyatt Thompson, the voice of the Wildcats, will be hosting. There will be interviews later on in the pep rally with KSA Pre- President Richard Linton, Amy Button Renz from the Alumni Association, Greg Willemans from the KSU Foundation, also from players, Cade Warner, Eli Huggins, Adrian Martinez, Daniel Green, Ben Sennett, Julius Prince, Cooper Beebe, Felix Andy Uzama, and of course your two-time consensus All-American, Deuce Vaughn. Tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. will be Powercat Game Day. Kickoff just a few minutes after 11 a.m. for the 89th All-State Sugar Bowl between 9th-ranked Kansas State and number 5, Alabama Crimson Tide. In my opinion, this is one of the biggest games in program history because of who the opponent is for sure. K-State earned the right to play in the Sugar Bowl before they played in the Big 12 championship game. That was because TCU felt destined to be in the college football playoff. First ever time K-State will play in the Sugar Bowl. That's exciting. But this is really K-State's only shot to play a team like Alabama, really just Alabama alone because they are the juggernaut of college football. Going back to the Bear Bryant days, who won 232 games for the Crimson Tide from 1958 to 1982. Nick Saban now in his 16th season with Alabama. He has won 188 games and have just lost 27. It's about beating the history is what it really feels like for Kansas State in this game. Nick Saban wins. That's all he does is wins. The funny thing about Alabama is we know they've won a lot of national championships, but we can't really give you an exact number of how many national championships they've won. It's a difficult question to answer when it feels like a simple one. They've won so many, but there are number there are some that are unclaimed. Some of certainly they have earned, of course, in the college football playoff, sometimes it, Alabama used to say they won 12. Then it turned into 18, 22 at one point. Let's just put it this way. They won a bunch of national championships. Alabama, under Nick Saban, has won six. What's also very interesting about the Nick Saban era is that just twice has Alabama finished 
with a perfect record, 2009 and the pandemic year, 2020. How many times has Nick Saban's team finished with more than two losses? Twice. His first season in 2007 and the 2010 season when that Alabama team went 10-3. and Fifteen consecutive years. Alabama has won double-digit games. When Alabama loses more than two games, it is considered a complete disaster. Meanwhile, for K-State, Chris Kleiman in his fourth year with the Wildcats. What a run it has been ever since really the second year for Chris Kleiman was the pandemic year, and the Cats did not finish with a winning record. They did not go to a bowl game. They eight wins last year, beating LSU in the Texas Bowl. And now this has been a season that's going to be remembered forever. In my opinion, if K-State beats Alabama tomorrow, this will be the greatest season in K-State football history you won the big 12 and i know they lost three games k-state did lose three games but you win the big 12 championship k-state has already beaten three top 10 teams this season and before this season they had never won more than one game against a top 10 team and they've beaten three this season a fourth win over a top 10 team could take place tomorrow at caesar superdome here in New Orleans, Louisiana. Expecting a packed stadium full of purple. Walking around New Orleans, which actually is a really cold day. Uh, full of purple. A few Crimson Tide fans here and there. But K-State fans have showed up. But real quick, again, back to Chris Kleiman. And the run that the Cats have made this season is always going to be remembered. And how special it was to beat Max Duggan. An undefeated TCU in the Big 12 championship game. But what if K-State knocks off Alabama? First time ever these two teams have played. The only chance to play Alabama is in a huge bowl game. You're not going to see Alabama and K-State in a regular season game most likely. The other potential there is if K-State plays Alabama in the expanded, when they expanded 12 teams, the college football playoff. This is K-State's most likely one and only shot for at least quite some time. We'll see how it goes. But this is K-State's one big shot to knock off the juggernaut of college football, the dynasty of college football, the team that's won six national championships in the last 16 years. Both head coaches had press conferences earlier today, and a lot of the focus towards Nick Saban was just really about the future of college football. Yes, none of his players opted out, and that is a big storyline. Bryce Young, Will Anderson, those are two guys that will probably be drafted in the top five of the of the NFL draft coming up this April in, uh, in Kansas City. But K-State didn't have anybody opt out either. So what makes this even more special is if you were to beat Alabama, you, you're getting their best shot. A couple of guys that are keys in the transfer portal. Javion Cohen, who's a starting offensive lineman, he's in the portal. A couple of wide receivers, but weren't the most electric wide receivers, have also jumped in the transfer portal. K-State is going to get the best shot from Alabama, but Alabama is also going to get the best shot from Kansas State. Earlier today, press conferences took place. Nick Saban only got one question about K-State. Chris Kleiman's press conference was more towards just getting to play Alabama. Thoughts on the Alabama team. It was a routine press conference, and it was so organic to hear Chris Kleiman just talk about this game and how this team just wants to get out there so bad 
and play this game. So we're going to play back right now for you an abbreviated version of the press conference earlier today with K-State head football coach Chris Kleiman. The shift in college football that we're seeing with a lot of guys, you know, leaving programs and not as much commitment and loyalty. What does it say that both of these teams in this bowl game, even though outside of the college football playoff, have no opt-outs? And how important is that to you? Yeah, I, I look at Kansas State. Uh, I don't know what other programs um, are doing. I, I know that's out there, but um, you know, you try to take care of your house, uh, and you do that with honesty. You do that with trust. You do that with belief in them. And you do that with surrounding them with each other and not wanting to let each other down. I'm a big believer in playing for the guy next to you. And uh, we have a number of kids that uh, are going to have opportunities to play at the next level. Um, But we haven't had a kid on our football team that's had an opportunity to play in a Sugar Bowl and to play in a New Year's Six game. That's really special. And the kids that you all know, that I all know, are those difference maker guys for us. Never seen those kids more excited about playing a football game. They weren't going to let their teammates down, and it was never even a conversation that we even had to have. I never asked anybody, are you going to play in this game? You're at Kansas State playing for your brother, and you're going to play, and they know that. Coach, if, you, if there were a 12-team playoff, you'd be in it. Are you a fan of the playoff? What do you think it'll do for college football? Your thoughts on that, please. Yeah, well, I came from the playoff system. At North Dakota State, we played 15, 16 games every year and never had a break. I mean, you, you were round to round to round, and then you finally got a couple weeks before you played the national championship. So I think it will create unbelievable excitement for college football. Uh, I, I know from the revenue stream, that's going to help out as well uh, a, a lot of schools. Uh, I think... 12 is a good number to start with. Bet it goes to 16. I don't know if it'll go in my lifetime, but it will probably continue just because of the excitement that it's going to bring. I think it's great for college football. Almost a month since you guys you know, played in that Big 12 championship. How are you guys kind of managing, staying focused with all the excitement around this game? And second of all, are, are you ready to stop talking about it and go play the game? Without a doubt, we wanted our kids to be where their feet are uh, and enjoy this. I mean, when we came down here on Monday, uh, there's a lot of activities, and, and those kids deserve this to enjoy it and, and go to some great, great restaurants and eat phenomenal food and, and get around the city and be in the, the Caesar Superdome. I mean, all neat things, and we talked all the time. Be where your feet are and enjoy this. Uh, once we got to practice yesterday, I think the kids could sense that we're about 48 hours away, and uh, today's a really good day for us because we get a chance to just lock our own guys in. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, absolutely, we're ready to get this thing started. Talk about the preparation this week of how you actually been preparing your team going forward this Big matchup on Saturday. Yeah, well, we gave our guys uh, uh, Christmas off. Uh, our last practice was Wednesday and then gave them four days off to get around, be home with family, and then uh, we reconvened on Monday. It was good. It was a normal week with the game on Saturday. So for us, it's been our normal preparation as far as what we would do on Monday uh, to our padded days on Tuesday and Wednesday, uh, back to more of a scripting day on Thursday. So, um, you know, routine's really big for for college football kids, and uh, I think our guys appreciated the fact that we had a normal routine this week. K-State's never played Alabama in football. How excited is your team to play the Crimson Tide and possibly beat one of the best teams in college football in the last decade? Yeah, uh, our, our guys know all about the, uh, the tradition uh, of excellence that Alabama football is, and um, uh, they know the task at hand. Uh, they're excited that uh, we get to play one of the best programs in the history of the game, and over the last few decades that Coach Saban has been there, they've been the gold standard for college football. Um, and uh, so our guys, I, I know, know that. I mean, there's a lot of things that you don't need to talk about. Um, 
whether it was uh, who we play in our conference on week-to-week basis and, and the rivalries we have there to what we're going to face here in the Sugar Bowl. And uh, I, I know our kids are, are really excited about that. And, and we've got to take care of, of K-State. I mean, I, I know that Alabama is going to be ready to play and have a good football team, good players. But it's more about us and making sure that we don't have silly airs and, and play a clean game. We had a chance to talk to Josh Hayes a little bit earlier this week, and he obviously has played in a national championship. You have coached in national championships, and he said that the preparation for this week almost feels a little bit bigger than that. Does it feel that big to you, and what has that been like throughout the locker room? Well, um, it's great to have guys like Josh that have championship pedigree, and um, you know, it, it's come full circle for me with Josh in the fact that I sat in his home in Lake Gibson, Florida, and recruited that kid to go to North Dakota State. Uh, and the kid started as a true freshman in a national championship game uh, and played really well. And then five years later, I'm sitting in his home last January visiting with the same kid, same parents, about coming to Kansas State and how he could be have an impact here. And so there's a guy that really appreciates being where your feet are uh, and getting an opportunity to play in a game like this. And uh, uh, I'm excited for, for Josh as well as everybody else to have that great opportunity on Saturday. Coach, in your opening statement, you talked about how Alabama has no glaring weaknesses. One of their biggest strengths is obviously Bryce Young. When you watch him on film, what areas of his game are the most impressive to you? Uh, their front seven on defense and their offensive line on offense. I mean, that's um, you know that's where the game is won. Everybody's got skill kids. We've got good skill kids. They've got good skill kids. Uh, schematics and stuff are good. Uh, but the game's won in the trenches. The game's won up front on both sides of the line of scrimmage. And uh, their front seven is uh, really, really talented. Uh, and, and their offensive line comes off the football. It's physical. And, you know, I, I hope that's a strength for us as well. We believe it is. It's, you know, you win the Big 12, you better be good up front. And on both sides of the line of scrimmage, um, we've been exceptional up front. So it'll be a big challenge for our guys uh, on the offensive and defensive lines. Uh, Will Howard strikes me as a guy who's uh, maybe gone through more extreme lows and highs than most Kansas State players have during their careers. How mentally do you think, uh, now that you look back on his arc, how how mentally do you think he, you know, handled handled his journey? Phenomenal. And Will Howard's ready for this stage. And I can't wait to watch him cut it loose uh, tomorrow. And one of the best things that happened to Will Will Howard was Adrian Martinez. Adrian's journey uh, was difficult as well and he ended up coming to k-state and both those two quarterbacks have helped us win the big 12 championship and they've leaned on each other quite a bit they've come become really really good friends and uh um, excited to see both those guys on this big stage and that was head k-state football coach chris Kleiman earlier today from the sheraton hotel the k-state band right now playing for the thousands of K-State fans are already in here for this pep rally that starts here in about 30 minutes. We'll take a timeout. When we come back, we're going to hear from K-State quarterback Will Howard and talk about the quarterback matchup for tomorrow's Sugar Bowl. You're listening to the game. Continue with the game here on News Radio KMAN. We will have the pep rally for you coming up. With it starting at 4.50, it is scheduled to go until 6 o'clock. You hear from multiple K-State student-athletes, number of representatives from uh, Kansas State as well, plus hosted by the voice of the Wildcats, Wyatt Thompson. Mitch Fortner from New Orleans with you. Let's talk quarterbacks in this Sugar Bowl. 
First of all, for Alabama, Bryce Young. And these are, you know, each starting quarterback has a different story. Bryce Young is elite. He was last year's Heisman Trophy winner. I actually picked Will Anderson to win the Heisman and voted Bryce Young second last year. But he is somebody that's thrown for 32 touchdowns this year, eight interceptions. An offensive line has allowed 20 sacks this year. And he also even missed a game this year due to a shoulder injury. Did not play against Texas A&M, which Crimson Tide only won that game by four points. But he has 75 career passing touchdowns, and he makes opposing defenses miserable most of the time. He is absolutely elite. He could be the first overall pick in this April's NFL draft in Kansas City. But I want to point this out as well when it comes to the passing efficiency of Bryce Young. He is one of the best in the country, no doubt about that. But his passage of efficiency comes at around 18th in the country. When it comes to that statistic, K-State has already played against guys that have a better passing efficiency than Bryce Young, including twice Max Duggan, who is 8th in the country in passing efficiency, who's been one of the best quarterbacks in, the, in, the, in college football this year. And also Max Duggan was... A Heisman finalist. A lot of people voted him first place to win the Heisman Trophy. Another one I want to point out is from right here in New Orleans, and that's Tulane's Michael Pratt, who is 13th in the country. Meanwhile, on the flip side for Kansas State is Will Howard, and what a journey Will Howard has made this year. Coming in for the second series against TCU, what we had known about Will Howard is isn't exactly great football. He was thrown in the fire very young true freshman the 2020 season hoping to see some growth when we saw Skylar Thompson go down again in 2021 on multiple occasions Will was a little bit better but K-State you know, was still struggling had its struggles offensively and then 2022 comes around and Will Howard has been absolutely phenomenal he has been so good Will Howard is already going to be your quarterback next year two years of eligibility remaining the redshirt didn't work out because he played so well even when Adrian Martinez was uh, was injured, he stepped up and took over that role so well this season. He accounted for 18 touchdowns, only two interceptions in six games. That's how many total games he has played this year in six. Will Howard is the absolute future of the big of, of Kansas State, and I think going into next year, he's going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the Big 12, no doubt about that. But against Alabama, he's going to have to play his best game. Alabama's defense only gives up 18 points a game. And their passing defense is better than their pa and the, the rushing defense. Deuce Vaughn is going to have a tough day ahead of him, I think. Because that Alabama defense only gives up about three and a half yards a carry. It's about the big plays, the explosive plays, chunk plays. That's how you beat a team like... Alabama. That's also how K-State was able to beat TCU. The big plays was a big difference in the Big 12 championship game. Will Howard spoke to the media yesterday, and he's certainly excited to play this game against Alabama. Here is this interview with the media yesterday with K-State quarterback Will Howard. Will Howard, can you summarize your growth and maturity this season? This season's been a wild ride. You know, it's been just from going, you know, not playing the first six games to now being the starting quarterback in the Sugar Bowl. It's like... You know, it's it's been a, it's been a wild ride, but uh, it, it's been super fun, and um, you know, I feel like you know, like you said, I, I've been able to grow and and uh, you know, kind of come into my own a little bit, and just 
it just takes a lot of experience, and I feel like once you're once you're in there a bunch, and once you kind of have those opportunities to kind of show you know what what I can do, you know that that was when you know I kind of saw my confidence grow a bunch, and you know I, f- I feel really really good about where I'm at right now, and um, you know confidence is is huge, especially at this position. So um, you know just being able to have that grow and develop, you know, for me, it was, was big time. But how has the dynamic been with Adrian now back in practice? First of all, what's that like for you? And then just how cool to see him back healthy mm-hmm. and by all means maybe even having an impact on the game on yeah, it's been really cool, you know, just because, you know, we're rooming together down here and, we, you know, we spend a ton of time together and, um, you know, and I'm really happy to see him back moving around and, and back out on the field again. And um, it's good for the team, you know, because he's a, he's a big time leader on this team. He's a captain um, and, and he deserves everything. So, you know, I hope he's uh, healthy enough to be able to, you know, do some things for us on, on Saturday. That'd be that'd be huge for us because, you know, he's. He's a really good player, and, and man, it would it would bring it bring an element to to our offense that would be really really cool. How much have you learned from from a learning standpoint? Skyler talks about Adrian A ton. You know, being a young guy, being around Skyler was huge for me, just because um, he had he had been there for five six years. You know, in the time that I was there, um, and just you know, the experience is something that you can't really take for granted, and. and some some once you're there for a while you know you kind of learn about it and you kind of learn some things that you don't know as a young guy and he was able to teach me some of those things and then with Adrian it it was really cool for me because he came from a different system and a different kind of way of looking at things you know you kind of you you come to a place and you kind of see things one way and you know you're taught to do things this way and and you don't really think about you know how other people are seeing things Adrian comes in with a, with a different perspective, and you know I'm saying like, you know, versus this coverage, we like this, and he goes, well, what about this, you know, kind of twist, you know, just think things like that, you know, that's just one example um, of kind of how he kind of helped me, you know, kind of develop my perspective a little bit, and that helped me just grow and kind of realize that you don't have to just see things one way. It's just like you can you can you can see things in in, in really different ways and. Um, they, they both have helped me a ton, and, and both are really good friends of mine. That you know, I'm, I'm lucky we can we can call each other friends for for a long time. And that was K-State quarterback Will Howard yesterday morning with the uh, K-State media. So we learned a couple of weeks ago that K-State wants to get Coach Kleiman wants to get, and Colin Klein wants to get Adrian Martinez in the game somehow. He has never played in a bowl game ever he just so happens to be a part of a team and help k-state get to a sugar bowl this year but in what capacity could k-state get him in i'm honestly not sure we will find out uh coming up tomorrow morning if he gets a series if he comes in for some sort of specialty play line him up in the wildcat not sure quite yet how that's going to work will howard is going to be the guy no doubt about it the mix-in with Adrian Martinez, though, will be interested to see how they get him into the game. Just not sure how that's going to happen yet. Your guess, it is as good as mine, I think, at this point. All right, we'll take another break. Again, the pep rally for K-State is going to start at 4.50, so we're about 16 minutes away from that. When we come back, we're going to hear from Felix Anudike Uzama, who is going to probably be compared the most to anybody else in this game because his counterpart for Alabama is the best defensive player in the country, outside linebacker Will Anderson. We'll hear from King Felix after the break on the game. 
are about 11 minutes away from the start of the All-State Sugar Bowl Kansas State Pep Rally. And this place is absolutely packed with purple. What a showing by Kansas State fans for this pep rally. Again, we're about 10, 11 minutes away from that. So we talked about quarterbacks and that comparison that's going to be really compared to uh, when the uh, Sugar Bowl is taking place. The other duo that will be compared uh, because of their talent and being the best players on their side of the football for the respective teams, Felix and D.K. Uzama of Kansas State and, of course, Will Anderson of Alabama. Will Anderson is an absolute beast has 10 sacks on the year i voted for him to win the heisman trophy last year he didn't end up being a finalist but to me he's the best defensive player in the country he's an outside linebacker and alabama really mixes it up on how they use him i mean they're gonna bring him on passing downs down no doubt about that but sometimes he's gonna be in the four or three point stance as like a defensive end he will sometimes rush right up the gut over the center or over the over a guard and rush you that way he is a dynamic player he is fast he is strong and an absolute focus for kansas state's offense and that offensive line to cool down there's no way there's no way i mean it, it almost feels impossible to to really keep him out of the game and not make him a factor he's just that good he's going to be a top five pick in this year's nfl draft meanwhile felix andy dk uzama who has eight and a half sacks this year the focus on opposing offenses against Felix has changed this year. Last year he had a lot of one-on-ones. This year it's, it's mostly double teams. He was still able to get eight and a half sacks out of that. He is also a player for Kansas State that could be leaving after this year. He is eligible to do so. Uh, even though a couple of years of eligibility remaining, he could leave early. If he chooses to do so, there's a possibility he does, along with guys like Deuce Vaughn, who could leave early. Cooper Beebe is a possibility as well. Alabama's defense only allowing 18 points a game. But K-State, can they get the pass rush going? Can they get to Bryce Young again? Alabama's defense, or offensive line rather, has only allowed 20 sacks this season. Yesterday, the K-State media had a chance, and you're going to hear this right now, to speak with K-State defensive end Felix and DK Uzama. Basically, I believe I believe in myself since uh, the day, the beginning. Um, Basically, I came to K-State with the opportunity. I knew I had full advantage because nobody really believed in me that much. And I just had a couple followers like my family that who believed in me and stuff like that. And I just took that to my advantage. I took all the things like um, my, I took all my opportunities to advantage and made the most of it, most of it, most of it. Sorry. We haven't asked you or been able to ask you, I believe, just about the, the awards and recognition that you've received uh, this year. How gratifying is that? Um, it's... It's honestly, it's honor, honestly, because um, I remember last year, I felt like I could have got the same awards I got this year. But it's it's, good, it's great to see that people really um, see my like recognize me and uh, see all my hard work pay off, and um, was able to see uh, my play really this year. How much attention have you received on the field this year? Oh, oof, a lot of attention. I remember last year, um, I usually got one on ones almost every play, and I made the most of it. And then this year, um, they like to slide the. Pit protection my way or uh, having me double team right off the bat on a pass play it's and honestly I did um, the most I can really and um, that's that's how much attention I got this year really how has that made you better uh, it made me better to see how I can still um, be an effective uh, pass rusher and do more pressures on the quarterback even though I'm getting double team which that's a lot I had to learn this year which um, 
That was basically um, like practicing every day how to um, defeat the double team, how to defeat, um, how to still be a relentless, relentless rusher while being double team. So. When you look at this game against Alabama, um, not just you personally, but as a team, do you guys kind of feel like you're the underdog and you got something to prove? Oh, yeah, I mean, this whole season we've been underdogs. I don't think anybody, if you look at the preseason poll, nobody really thought we were going to win the Big 12 championship. Nobody really thought we were going to be uh, one of the top people today. People thought we were going to be fall sixth in Big 12 conference or something like that. So we've been underdogs this whole season, so this is nothing new to us. Like, we're still going to attack every day. We're still going to uh, prove people wrong. We're still going to get all we got against Alabama. And that is K-State defensive end Felix Indyke Uzama, who might be playing his last game as a Wildcat tomorrow morning against the Alabama Crimson Tide. Now, I wanted to squeeze in another player interview real quick because I think this is an important one to hear from because it's Malik Knowles. Malik Knowles also, with he does have a year of eligibility remaining. Most likely, he is not going to take that extra year. He thinks this, I don't know this for a fact, but, you know, the, the, the whispers are that he feels like this is now his time to go play professional football. And the thing is, he's 24 years old. Malik Knowles is 24 years old. This is the time to go. He's having his best season. 719 yards receiving and a couple of touchdowns. Don't forget, he had the opening score in the season on a 75-yard end-around run. Will Chet sweep on the first play of the season. Malik Knowles is having his biggest year yet. Probably a big part of that as well as having Will Howard as an improved quarterback. Slinging around the yard. He was, I mean, right out of the gate. Will Howard really got the offense buzzing with the passing game. But it's great to see Malik Knowles really jump out and have his best season yet. It will most likely be his last year. And he loves Kansas State. He loves Manhattan, Kansas. There were a couple of years ago when the report was put out there that he was transferring. He didn't end up transferring. He stayed. He played his whole career here at Kansas State. And if he doesn't come back next year, I think he's going to be one that's going to be missed. Absolutely. Uh, really appreciate his work, averaging about 60 yards a game in the receiving game, over 15 yards a catch for Malik Knowles. And uh, the media got to speak with Malik Knowles yesterday. Here's that audio. I think just to think that they, they're human just like we are. They bleed like we bleed. So just think that everybody's strapped on their pads just like us. No matter what's the logo on their chest, we still got to play football. So we once we in their lines, nobody, nothing. Like there's no logo. You you really got to prove to me that you that, that logo means something. So the stars and everything, the team, Hey, they can have an NFL logo on. We're still going to play our hardest once we're in the lines. So just to think about that everybody's just the same at the, the logos and everybody's going to have a different logo. We're, this power cat means something just as much as the A means something. So just once you figure out that, it's no big difference. It's still college football. Like how much have you grown from that day, uh, that night, that night game freshman year against Iowa State snowing? Coach last game. From that point where you are now, how much do you think you've grown? Not only as a person, but as a football player, but as a person. Uh, I say a lot. I was, I was young. That was my. I was like 17 at the time. So, just, just being uh, not aware of everything. I say mentally and, uh, and especially like even football. Just my knowledge wasn't there. I was still everything was a little fast. Like playing, played one sideline, played the home sideline. Didn't really know how to play, but to now I know ins and outs. Uh, started and everything i just say 
it's, it's, it's really a night and day situation. Um, I would say it, it's, it's confidence, but Will always had that confidence with him since he stepped on campus. Um, you I mean like what you guys see now? We've seen flashes when he first got here, so it's as a receiver and as a brother for him it's it's a it's a, a blessing to see like how far he's come and like his ceiling is so high i feel like you guys are still not seeing the full will howard so um just seeing like the confidence and how comfortable he is in our offense right now is like is is happy to see they have also some guys that could have locked it down. They could have some high draft picks. But when you, when you watch them on film, do they seem any more talented than teams in the Big 12 have with some years? Like you said, they're very great players. Um, I feel like um, their their biggest attribute is their size. Uh, you don't really see too many six foot. Like you're you're just now starting to see a in the Big 12 more six foot corners. Um, so I think their size is their length is a, a thing you don't see. But you see a lot of skilled guys like TCU DBs, obviously. So uh, I don't think it's that much of a difference for us. And that's K State wide receiver Malik Knowles here on the game.